would like to practice metta, loving kindness. So we spend some 15 minutes to understand the practice. Maybe some of you have never done this practice. Meta, the Pali word, uh, it means friendliness. It comes from Maitri in Sanskrit, and the Pali one is actually Mita. We call it Meta, Mita, the same word. So now, why is it translated as loving kindness? We've seen it, literally the word means friendly, friendliness. I don't know the reason myself. <laughs> when I searched the origin of this word, it's about 1535, when an Englishman called Miles Coverdale translated the Bible, and he had a problem with the, word, the Hebrew word, which is called chest, or hest, which is H-E-S-E-D. So he had a problem to translate it and it appeared many times in the Bible, and then he tried to translate it as loving kindness in 1535. Now we are stuck with this word. <laughs> so I don't know, but for me, the word meta friendliness. Uh, I will continue to use the word loving kindness because we are stuck pretty much. <laughs> so we can't get rid of the word. So, um, Meta is part of uh, what we call a group of mental states uh, called Brahma Viharas, best behaviors, or uh, divine abodes. Another one is called Karuna, compassion. Another one is called Mudita, appreciative joy. Another one is called Equanimity, uh, uh, which is uh, Upeka. So today I'm just going to talk about loving kindness. Uh, the teachers will talk about the rest. This group of mental states, uh, dhammas, are called apamanya in Pali, which means boundless. It means that the number of people we send this uh, uh, loving kindness or compassion or appreciative joy or equanimity, they have no limit. This is, should be this should be actually contrasted with the, the Pali word called pema. The Pali word pema means love, so that has a restriction. You can it's restricted to your friend, your relatives, but this is something different. So pema and meta is not the same. So meta uh, we send it to all beings without exception. The word itself uh, is also can be compared to the sun. Uh, the sun, when it shines, it doesn't shine only to Ugandans. <laughs> it shines everywhere, whether you like or not. Yeah, to difficult people, to friendly people. <laughs> so, in fact, my teacher Bante Gunaratana said that another word for from, uh, for Meta is also the sun. Uh, so you can say exactly what the sun is doing. What is the sun is doing is very warm. You know? So this quality of the heart which is warm that uh, includes everybody without excluding any person. When I practice Meta, I follow what you call IRS. Keep it interesting, keep it real, and keep it simple. I start with keeping it interesting. So I try, I first find out good qualities that are, uh, not all of them, but maybe one, uh, one good quality I like about myself. Maybe I'm, I'm kind, I'm generous. And also I invite you to find at least one quality you like about yourself. 
And this is very, very important because sometimes we miss that point and then we don't find something we like about ourselves. Is it common? <laughs> you like uh, many qualities uh, of your friends or a teacher, but when you come to yourself, what do I like about myself? We are stuck. We don't know what we like about ourselves. So this is very important to really find one quality you like about yourself. The question is when you don't find it, what do you do? Since meta belongs to what we call right thoughts or right intention, how about intending to be good? At least you can sow that intention, eh? that thought, that the Pali word Chetan also, that thought, that evolution, that intention to be happy, to be peaceful. That's very good to have such wholesome intentions, to be happy, to be peaceful. So once I start practicing uh, with some interest that I lack about myself, then it's become easier to find other, thing, other qualities from my friend, from my teacher, and, also, and so on. So then whenever I practice loving kindness, there's some interest in, in the practice, not dry metta, you know? You have to, have to uh, find a way how to make it very interesting. Now, keep it real. It means that every word I'm, I'm going to say, let's say, may I be happy, it's real. It's not fake it until you make it. <laughs> what does it really mean to be peaceful? Not only for today, but for the rest of your life. Right? So I mean it, actually. It's not like superficial. Really, I connect to the meaning of the word peace, happiness. Yeah, that connection is for, for me is very important. Not just dry words. Keep it uh, simple. I try to find three three phrases that speaks to me that resonates that resonates resonate with me. Let's say, may, may I be safe? Safety that means inner safety and outer safety. Inner safety not be uh, tormented by difficult emotions, and outer safety, of course, not to be harassed uh, the weather and all the things and people. Then may I be healthy? That's physical health, and may I be happy, that's mental health. I keep to three phrases. Not so many things whereby I have to scratch my head to remember which phrases I'm going to say. Hmm? Then also I keep three categories. Uh, myself, friends, and all beings. Especially when I have a short time. If I have a long time, then I'll open it to difficult person, neutral person. Then that will be five categories. But I keep it three phrases, three categories. That means may I be happy, <coughs> may I be safe, may I be healthy, may I be, ha may, may I be happy. And then may, I wish that myself and then my friends and all beings, all beings includes enemies, neutral people. So I cover them all together like that. And if I find out somebody who is not friendly, I bring them later on at the end. That's called bypass method. <laughs> <laughs> It works, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> anyway, let us start. The proof of the puddings in the eating. Remember, I R S. All right. So sit comfortably, feel at ease. Let go of the past and future. Give a guided meditation for a few minutes. Then we I'll be quiet until I ring the bell. Take a few slow, deep breaths to relax and to oxygenate the blood. Remember, when you practice metta, you must have also have mindfulness, which means attention. And also metta is driven by connection. So connection is very important. Can you connect to the present moment as it is, without manipulating it? In other words, see if you can let go of the past and future and abide in the present moment. See if you can find one, one quality about yourself. 
can question you can even ask a question Larry asked yesterday. What am I? That will help you to find one quality at least you love about yourself. Maybe you've been very kind, very generous. And then you find another phrase that that you really wish for yourself, not only for today, but for the rest of your life. You can start by repeating this phrase, May I be safe. May I be healthy. May I be happy. These are just suggested phrases. You can find your own phrases. Even in Spanish, you can find your own phrases in your own language. Remember, connection is very important when it comes to meta. You connect to the meaning of the word. May I be safe. May I be healthy. May I be happy. So you can pace yourself. You don't know how to repeat this mechanically. May I be safe. And there's a pause to really contemplate on the meaning of safety. May I be healthy. Physical health. May I be happy. Or you can say peaceful. In this tradition, we use this word peace and happiness interchangeably. So choose a word that resonates with you. And when you feel ready, you arouse Lavikanis. You can go to a friend. Again, find the good qualities about your friend. Maybe they have been very helpful, very generous with their time and energy, material things. Just find one quality that you like about your friend. See if you can wish them the same thing that you have wished for yourself. May my friend be safe. May my friend be healthy. May my friend be happy. Remember this practice requires mindfulness, paying attention to each phrase. And it also requires connection, connecting to each phrase seeing your friend really happy, not only for today, but for the rest of their life. Finally, we introduce a general category of all beings, not only human beings, but all breathing beings, all beings, sentient beings. This includes difficult people, neutral people. Once again, find good things you like about all people, all beings. All sentient beings, 
A good start is the cushion you are sitting on, clothes you are, put, you, are, you are putting on, all they are produced by other beings. You are sitting on a one million beings actually, even the food you ate today. In the day we are actually supported by billions of beings, if you look at it, including trees. They give us oxygen. So try to connect to all beings, otherwise it's going to be abstract. But if you emotionally connect to all beings, you find it easy to send loving kindness to all beings. Once again, wish the same thing that you wished for yourself. May all beings be safe. May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. Again, I'll keep quiet and you can find your rhythm, how you send loving kindness. Remember, it should be generated from your heart and mind.
So having seen that all beings like oneself have a desire for happiness, one develops loving kindness for all beings. Okay, what we're gonna do is to stand for five minutes and then you sit again and take questions and inquiry. Stand up. With mindfulness you stand up. Actually we cultivate also metta while we're standing. Hmm? The Buddha recommended to practice metta, whether sitting, walking, or standing, sitting, standing, walking, or lying down. We should practice metta, loving kindness. And he said, uh, this is called divine dwelling here. Uh, it's amazing. That's where the Buddha equated mindfulness and metta in that discourse. So when you stand up, of course, it's the same message. So, you relax. Make sure that you like all kinds of meditation. It's very important that you're relaxed. It doesn't, which, it doesn't matter which kind of meditation. And make sure that you relax. So, as you stand up, be mindful of standing. <coughs> Again, let go of the past and the future. I'll drop my hand like this. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm holding this because I need to speak to you. But when you practice metta, um, I mean mindfulness of standing, you don't, you don't want to hold your hand like this. Relax. In other words, and open your chest so that you can breathe as normal as possible. And uh, remove the padlocks in your knees. Most people put padlocks and they lock their knees like this. Actually, they are tensed in a way. So if you relax like this, as if even you're holding the tree like this. So, and then you go back a little bit. So the key is that you relax your knees. You relax every part of your body. Relax the, every part of the body. And then again, find good quality about yourself. Coming here already is a good quality about yourself. Having faith and confidence in this practice. You don't have to look very far to find out good qualities about yourself. And then wish you the same thing. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. Of course, not very fast like this, but allow pauses. To mean whatever word you you actually utter. Words are very powerful, by the way. <laughs> Don't take them for granted. So each word you say actually or repeat has actually an effect on your nervous system. And each word you say. Even thoughts have an effect on yourself and others. Again, you can find out also the same thing uh, from your friends, what good qualities about your friends. They've been very kind, very supportive. These people might be even here on your left side or right side or in front of uh, so you, always you, 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 you can find a good person. You don't have to scratch your head to find out a friend. Then you wish them maybe the same thing, maybe safe, maybe happy, maybe peaceful. And then final to all beings. Your beings be safe, be healthy, be happy. The practice can continue on even walking and lying down as the instruction given by the Buddha. But anyway. Uh, let's sit again because I need to hear 
if you have any questions, so let's sit again with mindfulness. As I started today, I told you that uh, the word loving kindness uh, came from a Bible. But it actually was confined, the love of God, to a certain amount of people. Maybe the Israel, like this. It was confined. It, has, it meant also love and loyalty to a certain group of people, the chosen few. Yes, but here we use it in a, a context of universal, boundless. So it's a little bit different. So, any question, please? Any question? Thank you, Venerable One. Um, my question is, um, while I was bringing up the uh, faces of uh, my friends and my loved ones, um, I found that my mind was bringing up stories mm. about them, mm. and um, I felt that that was challenging my ability to be to practice mindfulness mm. at the same time as the metta, mm. because I would be reminded of um, maybe challenging situations that they're in, and um, you know, a story about how I feel about them or what they're going through. Mm. So I wondered if you had any recommendation for how I might, or if I need to separate the story from the metta. Yes, is that story a difficult one? Where it reminds you of difficult memories or wonderful memories? The story that you connect with these people is it difficult? Bring, uh, is it bring a lot of um, emotions, mm. like aversion I, or what? Or you, uh, you see them as suffering, uh, the story is connected to suffering or what? Uh, some of them I felt a lot of compassion for their suffering. Right. Uh, and um, some of them, they were uh, just memories of the joy. Right. They have brought me and the love right. I feel for them. Right. Okay, uh, basically, uh, these are other practices, or what we call karuna, compassion. So, we send compassion to people who are in this category. Mm -hmm. So, it's actually, when we're sending uh, Brahma Viharas, reminds me of electricity. When electricity comes to your house, uh, it comes, you can see the wire that comes, and it's actually put in a house. Then once it's in the house, we can use it for different things. We can use it for ironing, we can use it for cooking, we can use it for uh, video games. So we can use different things. Eh? So the same thing when you practice loving kindness, when we meet situation, when somebody, uh, we, we wish them happiness, so we, wish, uh, we, we practice metta. When people are suffering, we wish them to be free from suffering. That's karuna compassion. And when people are successful, memories of joy, we, we have what to call appreciative joy. You see? So you can actually do this practice, uh, different Brahma Viharas. Yes, in this case, um, you can, if uh, it's happiness, then you wish them to be more happy. Yeah, if then they're suffering, then you reserve them for another practice which uh, you put them aside, and then you practice compassion. May you be free from suffering and its causes. Now it's just an introduction of Pramaviharas. Other teachers are going to give the phrases for uh, karuna, may, uh, and then uh, which is compassion. Another one is uh, appreciative joy. May your fortune continue. May you not lose your fortune. May you be successful. Mm. Yeah, you see, it's actually. Uh, just beginning. <laughs> yeah, in practice, uh, you don't have to just only confine on meta. You can meet some as you are practicing. Then the suffering, uh, memories of suffer somebody suffering. Then you go to compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
But now it's, 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 it looks like linear now, but in practice, we actually choose if, uh, if somebody's suffering, you just sense the phrase of suffering. May you be free from suffering and its causes. Does that help or not? Yes, thank you. Welcome. If as people are thinking about the questions, don't think that people, even when you're to send loving kindness to that person, uh, it's the same quality of the heart of freeing your mind, right? So don't think, oh, you know, this person is suffering. And, oh, no, I should send them. I shouldn't send them. I shouldn't send them meta. <laughs> you should still send them meta. May you be happy. Mm. Yeah. But specifically, if strong memories of suffering comes, then there's a reserved practice for that, which is called compassion. Thank you for your teaching, Venerable One. Uh, my question is um, kind of more to, we were talking about being, keeping it real and being authentic. Um, and there's times when I want to add metta to my practice and for lack of a better way of saying it, my heart doesn't feel super open. So, <laughs> super open. <laughs> well, um, I wish all of us can be super open. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wish. <laughs> okay, please go ahead. Um, you know, so what, what would you recommend as a heart opening practice to really just get connected to my heart before I begin the practice, or is that even necessary? Uh, actually, it's necessary to open your heart. That's why I told you. First, find good qualities about yourself. Known, may I be happy, may I be peaceful. Well, <laughs> where is that happiness and peace? But once you connect and find out good qualities you like about yourself, that can lead to open, openness. Another practice is actually uh, forgiveness practice. And somebody is going to talk about that. Because also it requires forgiveness practice. If you, are, you say, may I be happy, may I be peaceful, but actually there's some resentment about yourself, then you're not hoping. Yes. And also it requires mindfulness to pay attention to these phrases. And also it requires determination. It requires, it requires also patience. Uh, you see, just saying the word only today, may I be happy and peaceful, it may not lead to openness, right? But as you do it continuously, it will going to lead to openness. And also another thing that I think is very, very important to note, and I draw this from Sharon Schalzberg, she talks about intentions, our intentions and efforts. And that one we have control over. Our intention to be happy, our effort to we generate these phrases, but the results we have no control. So sometimes we can be, may I be happy, may I be peaceful. Then we are looking for the results. So that keeps us, our mind tight and not open because we are leaning towards the results. But remember, this matters part of what we call right thoughts, thoughts of non hatred. So, in other words, we're cultivating. And that's why I want the word bhavana in Pali, cultivating. We are not fixing ourselves. May I be happy? Ah, I'm very happy. <laughs> ah, please smile. Then you put on a fake smile. No, may I be peaceful? Yes, I'm peaceful. But the thing is, most of us, we are result-oriented because of our culture, because of our society. We always want results. Okay, I'm going to practice loving kindness with this monk from Africa, and now, after the first five minutes, I'm going to be happy. I'm peaceful. <laughs> well, <laughs> the practice is cultivating. In fact, we are here planting seed. We are here out in a field sowing seeds, sowing seeds of peace and happiness. And when you sow, I like that metaphor. That's why my first book is called Planting Dharma Seeds. 
in, in, in Africa. So when you plant a seed, you just get a seed. It has the potential to give fruits. Then you take that seed, you have to cultivate the soil and clean it, and then you put the seed there. And once you put the seed, you have to keep on watering it. I'm just using this metaphor now. Now, my friend, we put a seed in the ground. Are you going to be having openness if you tell, okay, I, like, I like mangoes today or beans today? <laughs> no. You already are going to freeze all, the, all your, your things. So the thing is that to be patient, to allow your practice to unfold. But if we are fixated with the results of your practice of metta, again, you are going to continue and close, be closed because of our attachment to the results. In fact, speaking of this, as we practice metta, we have to check two mental states. One is attachment, and that can masquerade itself as metta, but it's not. And the way to deal with this, sometimes we need to um, not only send metta to one person, but in a group, so that actually we are, uh, we are not caught up with attachment. This is what we call near enemy. Another mental state, is called, that we have to be very careful of, is called far enemy. This is called uh, ill will. In other words, you are practicing good will, but what you are having is ill will. Your will is ill. <laughs> so that can also lead to closeness if your, your will is ill. So the key is actually then to check as you practice metta, what's the mental state? Are you having anger and aversion, which is the opposite? of mental loving kindness. So we have to be patient with our practice. And then the good news about this practice is as we put that drop, our intentionality, our effort, yes, slowly by slowly we start opening up. Not so much, oh, when am I going to open up so that I float after this mental loving kindness. I'll be floating in the streets of Auckland with the, like an angel with loving kindness and peace. No, no, no. So the practice is also actually, it unfolds in many ways that we don't know. It's only sometimes we feel, oh, people say, wow, you look so mellow and kind and peaceful. So we may not see it in, as soon as possible. As soon as we, we say one phrase, may I be well up and peaceful, and you are peaceful and happy. No, it may not be the case, but it slowly comes. Does that help? Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay, welcome. So another person. The good news is the person who asked this question because we practice metta, uh, we don't only practice metta just as dry words. We practice also with mindfulness, understanding all other things. The good news about mindfulness, it leads, it leads us to that edge where we can open slowly by slowly. By slowly. So yes, with mindfulness, you open your heart slowly by slowly because we can see for ourselves areas where we are caught up where we're not opening up. So in, in other words, it's not isolated. Mindfulness and metta is connected. So we have at least reality checks to find out where we're not opening up. And then we open slowly by slowly. Uh, in other words, organically, we open up. Please. Thank you, Bhante, for your teaching. You're welcome. I have a question about um, impermanence and metta hmm. and kind of... I was wishing for my friend who was going through a lot of things to be well and happy. And then I also found myself kind of wanting her to only be happy and gripping onto that mm -hmm. and thinking about, I guess I'm stuck between wanting, in this case, my friend to be open and able to experience whatever life is offering without me trying to be picky. I felt like I was being picky, like I only wanted her to have these good parts of life. Mm -hmm and not experience the hard or difficult parts. Mm. And so I guess my question is, metta is encouraging loving kindness, but there's also the teaching of not trying to choose only joy, or, or do you know what I'm saying? Like trying to pick the positive things only and not experience the negative things. Mm. So I guess I'm wondering what the difference is between being present with metta and aversion to pain. 
actually the thing that we have a practice called equanimity. Equanimity. So that's a part of the Brahma we have, whereby we actually send loving kindness, we send compassion. People, we send metta, people are not happy. We send appreciative joy, people are not successful, we wish them. And uh, we send them compassion to be free from suffering, but they continue to suffer. So this tendency of actually getting frustrated, why is my compassion not reaching them? <laughs> they continue to suffer, actually. Some of them, they have even terminal diseases. So what we, the good news is that there's another practice called equanimity, whereby actually you can radiate these uh, phrases. Uh, you are suffering. I care for you, but I cannot stop you from suffering. I do care for you, but uh, you, 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 I cannot stop you from pain. So that brings in the equanimity so that we don't collapse into other people's suffering. So we still care, but still uh, we cannot stop the process because, as you know for sure, as a human being, we go through all the things, you know. Uh, some of the things we go through, like suffering and uh, pain, it has, the, it, uh, it has uh, pain and suffering as its own schedule to keep, you know. So we, ca we cannot stop. Buddha didn't. Jesus didn't. Muhammad didn't. All the rishis, all the gurus, and all the, didn't stop people from suffering. What we can do, though, that can reduce that pain from us is actually to have equanimity, upeka, seeing with a balanced mind of mind, with a balanced state of mind. Yes, there are many phrases. Uh, somebody else is going to talk about equanimity. I don't know who, but uh, yes, that's a practice. Thank you very much for asking. And uh, one last question. Uh, does that make sense? Yes, then people, uh, without actually wanting them, okay, now you should stop suffering because I've been meditating for all these 10 years, uh, all this kind of, you say, no, yes, I do care for you. All your practice for the last 10 years, I think I've seen you the last 10 years. <laughs> yes, you have accumulated a lot of wonderful practices. So you can draw on that practice and send them every iota of uh, compassion, loving kindness and all that. But as they continue suffering, what helps us is that with the equanimity, we are not going to into the aversion path. We are going to allow um, um, our heart open to their suffering instead of collapsing into their suffering. Am I clear on this? Okay, thank you very much for asking. Last question, we have only two minutes. Yes. Thank you, Bhante. I have a question. I'm glad that you mentioned resentment, um, although you didn't give us the instruction to bring up a difficult person. Um, sometimes when a difficult person, when I'm sending metta to a difficult person, my thought is, well, they're just the way they are, and I'm just going to send them loving kindness, but sometimes resentment arises. Mm -hmm. And so I wondered if you could speak a little bit more about um, relating to that resentment that comes up when you're sending matter to the difficult person. Actually, I gave you the instruction, but there are quick instructions. I told you it's called bypass method. Whereby <laughs> <laughs> I thought you caught that one. Actually, you send loving kindness to all beings, and once you send loving kindness to all beings, elephants in Africa, polar bears in every Every single dangerous anacondas in Brazil, everything, the, the rattlesnakes around here, they all, you send them loving kindness and all at the end you bring in the difficult person. It should be easy. <laughs> What's the most dangerous animal you have seen? Of dangerous thing you have ever seen? Dangerous? Um, mm. I don't know, probably lions and tigers in the zoo. Where? Which zoo? Uh, the Bronx Zoo. Okay. Oh, no, S actually, lions in Africa. Okay, yes, send them loving kindness. Okay. And uh, make sure that you see them happy beings, you know. 
and then bring the difficult person. It will have no pro you will never have a problem <laughs> with a difficult person. Anyway, I didn't go, I told you to include them in the category of all beings because of the time we have. But I say that if I have enough time, I would bring in a neutral person, and then I bring in a difficult person and all beings. But for me, I went a little bit in the shorter way, which I, it works for me, and then all beings, and then the difficult person last. I, I left you to be creative, <laughs> to really bring in the difficult person yourself. But I mentioned it, actually. But thank you very much for your question. All right, time is up. Thank you very much for your receptivity. May you be well, happy, and peaceful. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.